You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 228. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 228. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hello, 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 hello. Hi, baby girl. Hi. Are you recovered from this weekend? Not at all. <laughs> I don't think Vegas has recovered. <laughs> the Smiths take Vegas. Yeah, we ruined it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas well, is trashed. All right. So if all you have not caught the last couple of episodes, this certain set of Smiths are traveling from coast to coast. We have gotten back from an epic Hawaiian vacation, and yeah. now Aloha. we just had a crazy weekend with my brother in Vegas, and now we're on the way to the Grand, Grand Canyon, Canyon, which have you have you seen the Grand Canyon before? When I was a kid. I was like eight. I think this, that's the same situation with me. I can't yeah. remember. It's just like a giant hole in the ground, right? <laughs> yeah. To put it bluntly. I cracked myself up. That's, that's really all it is. But it's magnificent it's, and amazing. It's a beautiful Is it the one of the seven the wonders of the world? It is. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like a giant It's like the, the Grand Canyon or like something. The Grand Canyon. <laughs> Ew, I can't. <laughs> Do they talk like that in North Carolina? I hope not. No. They're a little, little more Southern. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that over that. I think they talk like this. No, it's not that bad. Uh, y'all, let's go to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> take our kinfolk with us. Stop. Oh, my God. So <laughs> hang out with us through the month of November, and you will get to hear all of the exciting places that we are going. And we are on our way to our new home in North Carolina. Carolina. I can't wait. I can't believe that we're officially not. We're really doing it. We're not Californians anymore. No longer. That's right. At this current time, we're we Nevadians. To, we we need to start saying y'all as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Okay. I'm really excited to start that. Actually. Make a note of it. Yeah. Fixin', not so much. Thank but y'all, so, I'm all in. Thank y'all for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, y'all. How all you right. doing? <laughs> okay. Before we jump into our awesome topic today, which is all about knocking it off with over-apologizing, over-explaining yourself, I think that there just might be a little- Off in you, the distance? Do you hear it? I think it's- Very com- faint. It's coming around the mountain. There it is. We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. That is correct. It oh is God, a free silly. shit alert. That's right. We had one last week. We have another one this week. That means free shit for you. Free cheat sheet. All is it a number two? About. Free shit? No. Ah, Ew. Get bad. your mind out. Dad joke. jokes. Horrible Dad joke. jokes. I can't with you. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Keep your eye on the road. Just kidding. We're not <laughs> broadcasting from the road. <laughs> That'd be cool. If we were. That would be really cool. Yeah. It would be a logistics nightmare. Anyway, what, what was I talking about? Oh, your free stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So go to thejoyjunkie.com slash 228 
and you can grab a cheat sheet that's all about speaking up and not constantly saying you're sorry, over-explaining your stances, opinions, your thought processes, apologizing for yourself over and over again. If that's a struggle for you, get your hands on these this freebie. And again, you can find the link in the show notes and all the information actually that you need is always going to be in the show notes page. But before we jump into this really killer topic that no one struggles with, right? Nobody at all. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, don't. <laughs> I think it might be a little time for your segment. Would you rather? Would you rather? Yes, my segment. Uh, today's, I'm really excited for this one. Oh, you are? Would you rather always have a booger in your nose <gasps> that moves when you breathe? Stop! Yeah, like a total bat in the cave. Like it's like. Yeah, it's just like. (laughs) (laughs) Or. You're the best at sounds. Or. Okay. A piece of food constantly stuck between your two front teeth. Oh, the two front ones? And is it like green? It's just a piece of food. Just. I know, but if you had like a big piece of like bread where it's. Oh, where it's caked in? Yeah, or it's like. That's like different. mashed. In. That's different than just like if it was just a. If it was just a sprig of broccoli, uh, that, like that was very obvious. Okay, or like a thing of parsley, like shooting out. Can yeah. you imagine? And you're or like, a little, <laughs> or a little tendon from a steak. Ew. Ew. Okay, I think I would pick the food one. You would. I can't. Okay, first of all. I pierced my septum, so I'm already <laughs> dealing with already a ring in my nose. Right, got a little nose goblin. I can't also have a bat in the cave while I'm trying to show off my new jewelry. That would draw attention <laughs> for sure. But then I'd be like, "Look at this new jewelry," and people would be like, "All I see is that giant booger." That's all I see around. is that nose goblin. <laughs> <laughs> that nose goblin, though. <laughs> but a piece of food, yeah, I yeah, think- but. I could deal with that because then you could just kind of keep your mouth shut a little bit more. It's the better of the two, I have to admit. You would pick that? Yeah. Okay. Because not only – like it's annoying to have something in your teeth, but it's really annoying to have something in your nose like fluttering. That's right. And then every time you talk to people, you are thinking – can you imagine? They're like, staring at my nose. If you saw somebody all the time and they're like, dude, that booger is always there. Always there. Like, what is up with that booger in his nose? Like he still hasn't gotten it. What did you call it? A uh, – a, a goblin? A nose goblin? A nose goblin. <laughs> I've never heard that before. You've heard bat in the cave, right? Yeah, of course, okay. of course. This but... one happens just to be flying, but it can't It's can't let its feet ungrip. <laughs> just constantly flying. And... Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, okay. I definitely pick the food in the teeth. You definitely pick the food in the teeth. Yeah. Right? What about you? What we... do you pick? That's right. Audience. What do you numbers? pick? Because you can't pick. Ah, you can't pick the nose goblin or your teeth. You can't pick. You either can't one. pick either one. You could pick it, but it's still going to be there. That's right. Oh, and that that's sucks. Awful. If you kept picking it out, and then you see it why kept, I was so excited for this one. It kept regenerating. Like you. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I just got that out, and then it's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So, if you were <laughs> stop, if you were not aware. <laughs> Of the Joy Junkie After Hours Club over on Facebook. We talk about this every single Monday. 
If you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club, it'll redirect you right over there and you can come hang out with us. Tell us what you would rather. And it's so funny to hear everybody's I love perspective it. and what they would choose and why yeah. they would choose it. Great. Not to mention that I do extra videos and trainings and offerings and there's a resource vault with tons of additional freebies and help and support and camaraderie. You don't want to miss it. Plus, when I launch new classes and things like that, I always give coupon codes to the after hours group. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a great way to converse about the things that have come up, you know, surrounding Through the, the pod. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can also find that link in the show notes. And I've mentioned last week and I wanted to mention it again this week. I have started a interest list for people who might be up for doing deep down and dirty the tribe with me come the new year. It doesn't open for registration until January, but I wanted to give people an opportunity to say, hey, Amy, I'm interested. Tell me when registration opens. I want the early bird rate. I want coupon codes. I want all the extra bonuses. There will be a very strong chance that people who are on this list will get additional levels of support or bonuses or freebies or whatever. Oh, shit. Right? Okay. Because I don't fuck around. So go to thejoyjunkie.com slash tribe. And one of the other things that I wanted to mention is that a lot of times the information that I give on the podcast is, is kind of the surface level. Totally. If you have gotten anything from this podcast, which many of you have expressed that you do quite a bit, imagine what would be possible if you made this sort of personal development work a priority for you every single week for three months with me, with a support tribe, where we dig in deeper to shit like this, like how to stop apologizing. And of course you're scared. Of course. That's right. But that just means that you're onto something. Very good, Mr. Smith. (laughs) Little life coach over there. And you know this. That's right. Well, I've been hanging out with you for 20 years. I know. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's awesome. If you are interested in what that might look like to really, truly, radically, completely change your life, and I know that sounds so cliche or overly dramatic, but that's the sentiments that most of my students say. They're like, I had no idea the power that I already had or the ability to really love who I am, to value myself enough to speak up to my boss or to have tough conversations with my partner. And all of that, what that equals is being fucking happy. Like actually just liking life. Don't worry, be happy. And and all of of the things, as they say, all of the things that often plague us are related to our investment in what other people think. It's what we're talking about today. We're so concerned about coming across weird that we over- apologize or over explain mm. ourselves. Yeah. That is code for I don't value who I am. It seems like, oh, I just need to stop apologizing. No, no, no. You need to actually love yourself and value who you are. But how the fuck do we do that? You come and join the tribe with me, my friends. That's so right. again, won't be open for reg for a few more like God, two more months, but get your ass on that list, thejoyjunkie.com slash tribe. All right, let's dig into this week's content. Let's get our topic moving here. Not having to explain yourself. So I want to tie in this kind of parallel to apologizing and over-explaining yourself. And I realized I realized this when I originally was teaching this idea in a class of mine and, and also with one-on-one clients. 
And they would they would say, I don't identify necessarily with apologizing. Like I don't feel like I'm constantly saying, so sorry, I'm so sorry I can't make that, or I'm sorry I'm this way. But they did resonate with over-explaining themselves. So when they would have to decline an invite, or if they weren't available for something, or if they had a preference that was a little bit more high maintenance, they would over-explain themselves of why that was their right. stance or opinion or why they couldn't make it somewhere. So then I realized, oh, okay, there's this whole other way in which we apologize for ourselves. So constantly apologizing and over-explaining our points of view, our decisions, our choices, our stances, what we're essentially saying when we go to that behavior is we're saying, I need your approval for what I've chosen for my life. And you'll see this written in your cheat sheet. So be sure to have that so you can have a great reference Mm -hmm. as we go through this. And again, you can find that on the show notes page. But That is what we don't understand sometimes, and this is what I try to broadcast a lot through this show, is a lot of times through our behavior, through what we tolerate, through what we choose to say or do, we're actually saying something completely different, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's why I always say, make sure your silence doesn't make you a liar, right? The behavior of being silent is actually signifying compliance, even if you're not, even if you don't agree. So this is the same thing. Sometimes our behavior of over-explaining ourselves is actually saying something completely different. It's actually broadcasting, I need your approval. Uh I need you to check off that it's okay that I'm a vegan. Mm-hmm. or that I have tattoos, or why I don't want children, or any of these other things that we think we need this elaborate explanation. So let's pick this apart a little bit. The first thing that I want you to do is I want you to identify where you over-explain yourself, where you tend to do it, like what sort of category of your life. Like, is it always around your physical appearance, let's say? You know, for people who dye their hair crazy colors or have lots of piercings or tattoos or there's this pull to explain why you see your body as art or as a canvas or there's this pull to explain why you are not in the norm, right? Okay. Or if you, a lot of times it's stuff that's outside of the societal quote norm. Fortunately, a lot of that's changing. But um, for me, being in a mediator's world. True. Right? Yeah. I'm in a meat eater's world, and I have a very odd stance on what sort of meat I'll consume. So in the general public, I'm a vegetarian because I won't eat most meat that's available in restaurants and things like that. I will eat fish, but I want, you know. So I have all these kind of weird stipulations that because most people don't also feel that way, there's this pull to say, hey, It's okay that I choose this, right? Like there's this pull to over-explain to garner understanding and approval. Okay. So I want you to start looking at where are those places? Like is it a specific topic or with whom? Is there a person that you always over-explain yourself with because you want their approval? Right. Yeah, that's true. Like you can't ever say to mom... Here's where we're going to be for the holidays. 
right? You have to go into this huge explanation of why you're doing it, why you're not trying to hurt her, why you've made this choice, instead of just saying, here's their choices, hope you can respect it. So maybe it's mom's the trigger, or maybe it's a specific category of your life, like declining invites. This is another huge one. We think this is where excuses come in. We don't feel like it's enough to just simply say, I'm not available, or we're not available, or that's not going to work. Unfortunately, I'm not able to take care of that for you. We feel like we have to follow it up with all of this explanation of what we're actually doing that. It doesn't matter if you're fucking washing your hair that day. You're not available. What you want, need, and desire is just as valuable as what anyone else wants, needs, and desires. True. Period. Yeah. So you don't have to explain yourself. Now, there's a ton of reasons why we do, right? Like we think if we're asked a question, we have to answer it. Like, why do you eat meat? Like, or why do you not eat meat? Or why do you have so many tattoos? Or why do you, why can't you come through for me? Or why aren't you available? We think we have to give the explanation. We don't. We actually don't. So I'm going to dig into that a little bit Hmm. in a second. Okay. But I want you to start, first of all, identifying where you over-explain. So again, it could be things like, your availability, why you can't make it somewhere. Perhaps it's a life choice where you choose to live, why you aren't married yet or why you have had multiple marriages, why you want to be single, why you're dating again, why you're not dating again, why you have children or don't want to have children, you know. Name it. Did I say voted already? How you voted? No, I don't think you did. That's a big one. How you voted, you know, being interrogated for why you made political choices that you made. Uh, All of those things. Or even things like your isms. You know, little things that you do that are kind of your way. Uh, You know, I like the bed made a specific way. I don't need to over-explain why. It's just my my thing. But I do need to. No, but you do do it. I do over-explain. Yeah, Yeah, and I try to kind of catch myself and be like, that's just kind of how it is. But I work (laughs) on it because I do think... It's a piece of me trying to control things a little too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I try to let it go. But uh, so anyway, isms, little things about you that just kind of make you you. Now, I'm not talking about fucking character flaws, like being overly jealous or being mean and rude. You don't get to say, like, that's just how I am. I'm talking about just the things that you enjoy. That you tend to love music. Or for me, I'm not spontaneous. It stresses me the fuck out. My isms are structured, calculated, organized, ordered. So I don't really need to apologize for that. That brings me fulfillment. It makes me really happy to be structured and stable. So if somebody's giving me shit about it, I don't need to over-explain. I can just be like, yeah, yeah, that's how I am. Yeah, that's that, yeah. I don't need That's to all go you need to do. I don't need to go into all of the reasons why it fuels me or whatever. Well, when I was 3 years old. So, how about you babe? Like what are I know we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. But where do you feel the pull to overexplain yourself? If I can't go somewhere, like if someone asks me to go somewhere and I can't do it, right. I have to explain why I'm like what else I'm doing. Right. Like oh, I've already committed to or something like that. Um, also, when people ask us why we want to move, mm-hmm. that's a big one. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like I've got to give all these reasons for why we're moving. Mm-hmm. 
why we would want to leave California. Why would you want to do that? You know, you kind guys, of. California is just, it's a hoax, everyone. It's a <laughs> hoax. I'm convinced. Except we just passed weed is legal. Wreck weed is legal. That's that, one of the that's only. That's not re- a hoax. That's not a hoax. Hopefully. That's amazing. But God, fucking finally. But everything else about California is a hoax. Abort mission. Don't come here. I think you'll be really disappointed. <laughs> anyway. All right. But yes, you're right. I've been feeling that a lot too. Yeah. Or uh, the other one, and I've had a lot of practice on working on this one, but uh, why we're not having kids. Why we're not having kids. That's, That's a big another one. big one why, that, um, that I find myself feeling, feeling pulled to overexplain. And I'll put a, a link to some episodes that we've done about that, too, because that's one of the things that we learned is that we don't have to entertain those conversations. And we'll talk about that a lot today. But if you want any more specifics around standing up for yourself that you want, you don't want something that most people want you to want, like children or getting married or whatever, going to school, whatever it is, um, I'll put the link there and you can hang out and see what you think of that pod as well. I love the idea of not having to get approval though. Yes. Like whenever I feel myself starting to go into that over-explain mode, I just go, I really don't need their approval. It's right. a decision I made, it's a decision we made, and I'm good. Right. Right? And, and it just creates this inner confidence with my decision. Right? If, I'm, if I over-explain, I feel like maybe I'm not secure in my decision. Right. And I'm trying to get that approval from this person. Right. You know? Well, one of my favorite mantras that I, I it actually came up in standing up for myself with my family in particular was, I don't need you to approve of me because I approve of me. And that's in... Self-approved. <laughs> it's got the joy junkie stamp of approval. <laughs> <laughs> but... But seriously, like we're chasing that approval so much. And a lot of it is in these behavioral sort of things, like over explaining yourself that we just do instead of dissecting it and going, wait a minute, I don't actually have to validate my Uh choice not to have children. I can actually shut this conversation down. All right. And then I would guess that there's another one for you, babe. Tell me if I'm onto something with this. And those of you who are in the helping profession, when your schedule is booked, and a client really wants to, they're like, wait, but you don't have a, a session or you don't have a, I can't book a book something in the next week, you know? And you know, you- I do, but I, I feel like with that, I really am sorry that I can't see them sooner. Right. So my apology is genuine. But do you feel like you, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that, that you can't empathize with like what's going on with them, but that you feel like you have to say, I'm so booked and I've got this going on and I've got. No, I just say my next available appointment is. Oh, good. And that, that was a sticky point for you for a long time. It was. No, I've worked. That's one that I've worked on. You've had a hard time saying no. Yeah. You've gotten really, really good at that. I've worked on that one. I'd like to think this podcast helps. Totally. <laughs> Having you in my life helps. Oh, my sweet man. I love it. All right. So then a couple of other points, and then we'll talk about what to do with this once you've figured out where and with whom you over-explain yourself. All right. You always get to decide if you want to explain yourself or not. Like, that's always your call. So the two places that you might want to look, because I don't want you to think like, 
you just have to shut up and never explain yourself. Sometimes it's with somebody who you really trust and you enjoy conversing with them and you they care what's going on with you and you care about sharing what's going on with you. So it's not always like, don't ever do it. It's about evaluating, is this a person that I want to explain myself with or be understood or have a meaningful conversation with? Or is it someone who I'm just really trying to grab their approval? Or I, it's some sort of self-worth validation, right? right? So that first question is, is this a person I want to have this convo with? And the second is, what is my motivation in explaining myself? So for example, some random person that I meet at like a holiday party, let's say, who's like, why aren't you having kids? You know, and then you think, oh, my God, I need to explain my stance. Somebody like that, I might go, okay, is this the person I really want to have this convo with? Mm, No, not really. Or the environment. Or the environment. So I might say, you know what? It's actually a choice that we've made, and I, I really don't get into it a lot. I don't I don't feel the pull to hat to, to converse about it much. You know, so I might shut down that conversation. Or it's actually not something that I – it's something very personal to us. It's not something I feel really comfortable talking about with, with anybody with everybody you know it depends on whether the person is just genuinely inquisitive right like if they're just genuinely inquisitive then i'm more than willing to share why we decided to do that but if it's like why would you want to do that or if it yeah accusational you know or... yeah if, the, if it's that then then i'll use that uh those conversations Right. Uh, where I you know, you close even, it down. You can even just say something like, that's that's just the decision we've made. Right. Like, you don't have to get all into it. And then the second question, and this is kind of what you were talking about, what's my motivation in explaining? Like, if your motivation in explaining in that situation, it could be to create a connection with somebody who you just met at a party. And right. you're having, a, you know. But my point is, you always get to decide if you're going to explain yourself or not. That's your choice. So what I want to eliminate is this idea that just because the question was posed, you are under some sort of obligation to explain yourself. That's what I want to dismantle. It's that you get to make that call in each and every interaction. So what's my motivation in explaining myself? It might be to create that connection with somebody who I just met at a party. Or it could be your motivation is to gain approval. I need your acceptance. That's when you might want to start arresting your pull to over-explaining yourself. Uh So again, talking about is this a person I want this conversation with, it might be an awesome conversation with my bestie. We've had some great conversations about why we don't want kids, for example. Exactly. And I get to have this really rich dialogue with her. And I can explain my stance because she's capable of hearing my stance. And because my motivation in sharing it with her is a further, deeper, richer connection between the two of us, not that I need her to check off on it and say, Amy's okay. I understand her. Now, therefore, she's okay. Well, that's a good enough reason for me. Right. Yeah. Right. Third thing that I want you to know is if nobody asked you, you don't need to explain. So this one is another huge piece of self-worth is when nobody even asked you for the explanation, you launch into this whole explanation because you need their approval. Like, for instance, if somebody invites you to something and you're not available 
and you say, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm actually not available that day. And they, they are like, okay, cool, just thought I'd ask you. And then you go, because what's going on is I have this and I have that and I've got to do this and I've got to do... They didn't... Nobody fucking asked. They didn't even... You brought that on yourself. So the exercise there is to allow your calendar, your time, your energy, your thoughts, your opinions, your stances to be good enough as is. Like no one's challenging them. You're just feeling like this internal pull to over-explain that's on you to manage. So that might be a really great challenge for you that if no one's asking you to overexplain yourself, just stop. Just let your answer be the answer. That's a, that's a good uh, muscle to flex. It for is. Sure. It is. Number four, and this is, I've kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, is you get to decide if you're going to answer a question or not. So one of the things that I find it's, it's kind of like a gut response or like a reflex. The minute somebody asks a question, we cognitively think, I need to answer the question. Like, it just, it's just logical sense. If they ask me, why aren't you having kids, I, I must have to answer. Mm-hmm. You do not have to answer <laughs> any question that is posed to you if you do not want to answer it. So if it's something like that, like let's say it is somebody who asks us about children at a party or they get all, they get like, well, what's your deal with meat? You know, or like, what's that all about? And I can easily decide to say, you know, it's just a personal choice that I've made and I can shut it down. I don't have to explain why or that if there's this particular type or only if I know where it's raised and some of the fish are okay as long as it's wild caught. Like I don't have to go into that. You can just say it's actually just a choice I've made. Also, it can seem like you're pushing your agenda if you do. Emphatically, especially if you're emphatic about it. Right? If it's a passionate moment, it'll seem like, whoa, she really is trying to, you know, give me a drink the Kool-Aid. Like, take it down a notch. Right. Right. So in, in all of those instances, you guys, are very individual. So it's going to take you checking in with yourself and looking at do I really want to engage in this conversation or do I feel like I have to in order to receive approval? Is this a person I want to cultivate a strong conversation with or is this somebody I'd rather just end this and move on? So it, and that's different in each instant. So sometimes you might want to explain because it's somebody you trust and you're cultivating an awesome relationship. And then other times it might be, you just don't fucking feel like getting into it. Yeah. And you can close that shit down. So just give yourself the freedom that sometimes you can over explain. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's with this person. Sometimes it's not. The point is, is you need to start flexing the muscle of making the healthiest choice for you in each moment instead of responding based off of this need for approval or guilt or I'm being a dick if I don't explain myself. No, you're only being a dick if you're actually being a fucking dick. You're only being a dick if you're being mean. Just not explaining yourself is not a dick move. You can do that with grace and kindness. You can say like, oh, thank you so much for asking, but it's actually not something I feel comfortable talking about with everybody. I I truly hope you can understand. That's not being a dick. That's being super kind and just choosing your self-care in that moment. That's true. Wow, that's great. Now, there is another caveat here. So this is number five. Apologize or over-explain if you've made a mess. All right. If you did 
a dick move. If you were malicious. Or if you made a commitment. If you made a commitment and you you didn't follow through on it. Or, you know, if you spoke to somebody and you were rude about it. If you made a mess, yeah, then you apologize. Then you say, hey, you know, I really think that I didn't handle myself well and you didn't deserve that and I really want to apologize to you. Or I made that commitment to you and I didn't follow through. And that was really unfair. And I really want to tell you that I'm sincerely sorry. You do not apologize or over-explain for just fucking being you. For just liking tattoos. You don't have to (laughs) apologize to grandma for having tattoos. Yeah. Right. That's saying her opinion is more valid than yours. That's not, that's a self-worth undercurrent. That's the thing that I want everybody to really understand is what motivates you to over explain or apologize for yourself is indicative of your self-confidence and self-love. So if you're motivated by she's more valuable than me or her approval matters, mm, then you need to check yourself because there needs to be approval of self primarily, first and foremost. Yeah. So I'm not saying never and I'm not saying always. In fact, in the coaching school I went to, they would say, well, you always want to do this unless you don't. (laughs) Or you never want to do this unless Unless you you do. do. So it was kind of this idea that we can have these rules. It's my whole thing about grace and kindness. Like there are times when grace and kindness don't work. Most of the time, you handle yourself with grace and kindness. That's the barometer. That's the baseline. And then there are times when you deviate. So same thing here. You know, I'm not going to say never over explain yourself. I'm going to say get so madly in love with yourself and be so in touch with approving of self that you get to decide in each and every moment if it's a conversation or a question you want to answer. That's all I'm saying. All right. So with all of that in mind, and after you've identified where you over-explain yourself and where it's not in service of you, that's what I really want you to understand. Where is it really not in service of you? And then I want you to, this is the next step of that, and you'll have a place for this in your worksheets too, so please be sure to have that cheat sheet available so you can get this out on paper again to cement it. I want you to start getting comfortable and committing to shutting down conversations. That's the next step because you're going to continue to be asked Mm -hmm. about why you do certain things, why you're not available, why you chose this thing, why you voted for that person, why you want to move across the country. That's not going to stop. So the next step here is when you've identified where you tend to over explain and it's not in service of you. Now you need to commit to shutting down those conversations. And it can be very simple. Like I said, you handle yourself with grace and kindness. You can always start off with gratitude. That's one of my favorite ways to say no, establish boundaries, is to start with gratitude by saying, oh, thank you so much for asking. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times there's genuine interest. Sometimes it's accusational. Sometimes it's a little bit like you're under fire or whatever. But sometimes they're just genuinely curious. And they're not coming from a malicious place. Even if that's the case, you still need not feel obligated to explain. So for instance, even if that's coming from a great place, but you you have another appointment and you've got to get going, you might not be able to entertain and over-explain in that moment. So you you might say, thank you so much for thinking of me. I actually have an appointment coming up. I'm not able to get into it right now. I hope you can understand. That's not being a dick. You're being totally kind. You thanked them. You were gracious. 
And conversely, even if you do have a shit ton of time, you can shut down the conversation. So I want you to start entertaining that idea and getting really committed to excusing yourself from conversations that do not serve you. For me, for a long time, the conversation around not wanting children, I had so much vehemence around it. And I would get so worked up just talking about that subject that I had to like nip it in the bud to begin with because I just didn't want to get into that, that frantic, energetic place because I knew it was a triggering conversation. So I would say, oh, thank you so much for asking. It's actually not something I like to really discuss openly. I hope you can understand, you know, or it's really not something I want to dig into at the moment. I please don't take it as an offense. You know, you can tell them, hey, my intention is not to be an asshole. That's one of my other favorite tools. Yeah, it's a good one. State your intention. Please know I'm not trying to be an ass. Please know my intention is not to be a dick right now. It's just something I choose not to talk about. I really hope you can understand. If somebody gets pissed at you and you say something like that and you say it that kindly, you need to run. Because they're a dick. <laughs> yeah, right. Because they're a dick. <laughs> because you know what they get? A cold prickly. <laughs> Insert sound here. <laughs> Why is that so fun for us? I, I don't, don't even know. know. That's fun, though. All right. So they would get a massive cold prickly if they can't be respectful. So you're allowed to have your wants and opinions. You're allowed to be who you are. You're allowed to entertain conversations and you're allowed to shut down conversations. It's about you deciding in each moment what is in service of you and what isn't. So again, be sure to grab your cheat sheet so that you can really get this out on paper because there's a space for you to commit. And say, here are the ways in which I will not over-explain myself unless I want to, right? It's like Mm -hmm. you get to really put that out there and make that staunch commitment. And if you're just driving around right now thinking about like, oh, that's a really good idea. I always do this about being a vegan or I always do this about my political stance or whatever. Guaranteed, if you don't get this out on paper or really make a staunch commitment, you're going to continue to fucking apologize. It's a great point. I think people will go the easy route and say, oh, I'm just going to try that out. Really? Okay. But if you if you really just take a few minutes and put it down on paper, it's just like writing out goals. It's an elevated level of commitment. Exactly. That's right. It just it changes it that much more. Absolutely. I really encourage you to write it down. Yep. That's a very good point. All right. Well, I think that's everything I have. Anything else you wanted to add about over-explaining or anything? No, because then I'd be over-explaining. <laughs> <laughs> this whole podcast is over-explaining. That's true. So, and that's, you know, that's actually a really great point as I'm not talking about explanation in education. I should underline that. If you're educating somebody you know, like a student or a client who's like, can you explain that again? Yes, fucking explain. That's teaching. I would go without saying. That has nothing to do with, I need your approval. Yeah. Right? All right. So I hope, I hope that's clear. All right. So I think that's everything. And we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. 